What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff, New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode is titled, Three Hard Questions You Need to Start Asking Yourself on Hard Days. A couple thousand years ago in ancient Greece, the great philosopher Socrates was strolling contemplatively around a community garden when a neighbor walked up to him and said, you're never in a million years going to believe what I just heard about our mutual friend. Wait, Socrates interrupted, putting his hand up in the air. Before you continue with this story, your words must pass the triple filter test. The what? The triple filter test, Socrates said. The neighbor just stared at him with a blank expression. Socrates continued. The first filter is truth. Are you absolutely sure the story you are about to tell me is true? Well, no, the neighbor said. I literally just heard it from someone else I know. Aha, Socrates quickly replied. Then let's move on to the second filter. Is what you are about to share good in any way, shape, or form? No, no, the neighbor said. This story is actually quite... Before he could finish his sentence, Socrates interrupted him again. Ah, so it may not be true, and it's definitely not good. That's right, the neighbor assured him. Well, you may still be able to save yourself, Socrates said. Is anything about the story you want to share useful? Neighbor stared blankly again for a moment and then said, No, I suppose it's not really So, you want to tell me something that may not be true, is definitely not good, and is not useful to know? Socrates asked. The neighbor looked down at the ground and nodded. Well, you have no good reason to tell me this story, and you have no good reason to believe it yourself, Socrates added, as the neighbor dolefully walked away. Hard Questions for Hard Days In many ways, not too much has changed since ancient Greece, especially when it comes to the stories we tell ourselves and each other. Every single day, we invest valuable time and energy into drama and hearsay. Many of us plug into social media first thing in the morning for reasons that have zero to do with what is true for us, good for us, and useful for those around us. Instead, we do it mostly just to distract ourselves from ourselves. In an expansive universe in which there are abundant opportunities to discover what's true, what's good, and what's useful, when we do the opposite, we know it. And while making that compromise with lots of mind-numbing distractions is tolerable for a little while, eventually it isn't anymore. Our negligence catches up to us and we begin to feel pain. Then, on really hard days, when the drama and hearsay just isn't enough to distract us from the pain that's been gradually building up in our minds, we begin to feel utterly broken inside. Don't fall into the trap of breaking yourself down like that for no reason. Instead, take Socrates' advice. Simply focus on what is true, good, 
and useful. It worked well for Socrates a couple thousand years ago, and I assure you it continues to work well for many people today. It's time to sidestep the distractions and bring focused awareness to what's on your mind, especially on those hard days that are harder than you expected. Just ask yourself. Number one, is the story echoing in your head right now absolutely true? In a very real sense, the stories we tell ourselves change what we see in front of us. When we enter an experience with a story about how life is, that tends to be what we see, even when there's plenty of evidence to the contrary. I was reminded of this recently by an attendee at our live Think Better Live Better conference. She compared her present marital problems and stress to an old parable in which a group of blind men touch an elephant for the very first time to learn what it's like. Each one of them feels a different part of the elephant, but only that one part, such as the leg, the trunk, the side of the elephant, or one of its tusks. Then, the men eagerly compare notes and quickly learn that they are in complete disagreement about what an elephant looks like, and lots of needless drama and tension quickly arise between them. Something similar happens through our wide-ranging different past experiences. Some of us have been deeply heartbroken. Some of us have lost our parents, siblings, or children to accidents and illnesses. Some of us have dealt with infidelity. Some of us have been fired from jobs we relied on. Some of us have been discriminated against because of our gender or race. And when we enter a new experience that arouses prominent memories of our own painful story from the past, it shifts our perspective in the present. It drastically narrows it. When a negative past experience narrows our present perspective, it's mostly just a defense mechanism. Every day of our lives, we are presented with some level of uncertainty and our innate human defense mechanisms don't like it one bit. So our minds try to compensate by filling in the gaps of information by clinging to the stories we already feel comfortable with. We end up subconsciously trying to make better sense of everything in the present by using old stories and past experiences as filler. And while this approach works sometimes, other times our old stories and past experiences are completely irrelevant to the present moment. So they end up hurting us and those we love far more than they help. Thus, my challenge for you is this. Whenever you feel tension and drama building up inside you, try to bring more awareness to the story you're telling yourself and then consciously detach yourself from it. Go deeper into reality. Don't just look at the surface. Investigate, observe without presupposing. Can you be absolutely certain the story's true? Think about how you feel and behave when you tell yourself the story. Then consider what else you might see or experience in the present moment if you were somehow able to remove that story, if you focused on something else. Do your best to think better so you can ultimately live better. Number two. What's something good you could appreciate right now if you really wanted to? A 10-year-old patient of mine will be undergoing her 14th surgery in three years' time to combat a rare and aggressive type of cancer. Even after all the medical procedures and surgeries, I've never seen her frown. I've never seen her skip a beat. Although the odds continue to work against her, I'm certain her attitude, acceptance, and presence are the principal reasons she has lived so well to this point. She's still positively engaged in living her life to the fullest. 
She laughs and plays with her friends and family. She has realistic, intelligent goals for the upcoming year that she's already working on. A kid like her who can go through everything she's been through and wake up every day with enthusiasm for the life she's living is the reason I'm enrolled in your course and bought your new book. That's the opening paragraph of an email I received recently from a Getting Back to Happy course student and book reader named Michelle. It caught my attention for obvious reasons. And I'm sharing this with permission, of course. Michelle went on to say, My conversations with this incredible little girl have opened my awareness to all the self-destructive delusions I have in my head. I have it so good. I'm incredibly fortunate to be alive and healthy, for example. And yet I sit at home most nights thinking the opposite. I don't necessarily do this consciously or intensely, but I do it. I think about how my life should be different than it is, how everything should be better, easier, more enjoyable, and so forth. And these delusions are slowly spoiling my attitude and my ability to make progress on the things that are important to me. Wow, talk about a great reminder for all of us to get out of our own heads. And the truth is, most of us come to similar realizations at some point. The older we grow and the more real-world tragedies and challenges we witness, the more we realize how incredibly blessed we are and how frequently the delusions in our head hold us back from these blessings. So today, I challenge you to move through this day and practice seeing and accepting life as it truly is, without any delusions. Do what you have to do without worrying and fearing the worst lamenting about what might happen or obsessing over how difficult your life is. Be present, take it one step at a time and do the best you can. If you don't know where to start, simply look around and be thankful right now for your health, your family, your friends, your work, and your home. Nothing lasts forever. Number three, how can you give yourself some useful perspective right now? As we've mentioned in a previous episode, there's a framed entry from my grandmother's journal that hangs on our home office wall. It reads, Today I'm sitting in my hospital bed waiting to have both my breasts removed. But in a strange way, I feel like the lucky one. Until now, I've had no health problems. I'm a 69-year-old woman in the last room at the end of the hall before the pediatric division of the hospital begins. Over the past few hours, I've watched dozens of cancer patients being wheeled by in wheelchairs and rolling beds. None of these patients could be a day older than 17. This journal entry continues on a daily basis to remind us that there are always, always something to be thankful for. And that no matter how good or bad we have it, we've got to wake up thankful for our lives. Angel and I recently attended a birthday party to celebrate the 35th birthday of one of Angel's childhood best friends, Janet. Four years ago, Janet was diagnosed with an aggressive stage two breast cancer. Devastating news for anyone, especially for someone so young. Thankfully, she's now in remission, and she's been cancer-free for the past two years. When we were at lunch, she told us, I'm loving my 30s so much more than my 20s. I'm more confident. I know what I want out of life. I know what my capabilities are. I know that life is limited, and that I only get this one life, and I'm doing my best to make the best of each and every day. And she said this with passion. Hearing Janet say those words was remarkable. 
because we saw how her perspective on the situation allowed her to view a horribly difficult time as an opportunity to understand what she wanted out of her life, especially from this moment forward. Her example reminded us that happiness is not the absence of problems, but the ability to use them as opportunities to change your perspective for the better. Think about your own life. What joy and opportunities might you see more clearly if your mind weren't holding on so tightly to your struggles and disappointments? Remember that it's not what the world takes away from you that counts. It's what you do with what you have left. In our New York Times bestseller, Getting Back to Happy, we guide readers through this process of perspective change and breathing mindfully through life's twists and turns. Truth be told, you know, inner peace begins the moment you take a new deep breath and choose not to allow the uncontrollable event in your life to dominate you in the long term. You're not what happened to you. You're what you choose to become in this moment. You have to let go and breathe and then begin again. Realize that most people make themselves miserable simply by finding it impossible to accept life as it is in this moment. Don't be one of them. Figure out how to let go. This letting go doesn't mean that you don't care about someone or something anymore. It's just realizing that the only thing you really have control over is yourself in this moment. Oftentimes, letting go is simply changing the labels that you place on a situation. It's looking at the same situation with a fresh set of eyes and a more open mind, and then taking the next step. You are in control of the way you look at life. Instead of getting angry, find the lesson. In place of envy, feel admiration. In place of worry, take just a little bit of action. In place of doubt, find your faith. Your perspective is always more powerful than your circumstance. All day long, you speak silently to yourself and a part of you believes every word, which is why it's important to stay mindful on hard days and meditate on the questions we just talked about. So, I mean, these are questions that Angel and I continuously ask ourselves, right? It's questions we use in our coaching. Let's go back to the first one. Is the story, you know, echoing in your head absolutely true? Now, this is something that we've talked about on several episodes, you know, uh, and it's something that we discuss in coaching all the time. It's amazing how a simple question about challenging this story in your head, challenging this thought process, right? This, this train of thought, freeing yourself from it, how powerful that can be. And, you know, is it true? How does, how does this thought make you feel? Like, who are you with that thought in your head? Looking at life from the opposite angle and saying, you know, rather than this thought, like, I'm not good enough. How about a thought like, I am good enough? And looking for some truth in that. Challenging the stories that we have in our heads, whether mm-hmm. we are dealing with a divorce, whether we are dealing with a midlife crisis, quarter-life crisis, whether we are struggling to find a job, universally, we're going to have a series of negative thoughts that are standing between where we are and where we could potentially be. Mm -hmm. And realizing that the stories that we're telling ourselves, sometimes we're so quick to point out that someone else is wrong, right? In this elephant example, they all touched the same elephant, but they touched different parts of the elephant. So it's not that one person was wrong and another person was more accurate. 
it was the same elephant. So they were all true. So they were each telling themselves about a story. And it's not that they were wrong. It was just that it was a different part of the elephant. It also reminds me of, you know, you and I could go see the exact same movie, but come out with a completely different perspective of the movie because we're individuals, right? We have our own personal experience and how we interpret the movie is based on that. And so I think it's important to realize that we are telling ourselves a story. Everything first begins in our head. And it's not that we're right or wrong or somebody else is right or wrong, but understanding that everything is a story and questioning the story. And do we know the whole truth? And is it true the story that we're telling ourselves in the first right. place? And, and also not judging others mm-hmm. for, for experiences that they're going through, right? Because I'm, I'm kind of reminded of the fact that you know, we all, like you, you had mentioned, like we could go see the same movie and interpret it differently. Well, we could have some type of tragedy in our life and both come out of it with different depths of wounds. How about that? You know, I mean, what sends one person into a spiral of depression leaves the other one mostly unscathed. I mean, this happens all the time. You know, uh, someone loses someone they love or loses a job that, that they relied on. One person finds the next job. One person attends church and slowly, you know, finds a way to cope with their grief. And the other person turns to alcohol or uh, enters a a state of depression, which which needs long-term therapy. We need to not judge. I mean, what I'm getting at here is that we need to not judge people for their reactions to certain things, even if we ourselves have experienced those events. Mm -hmm. Like people, especially when hard times hit and there's difficult challenges in 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 front of us of varying degrees, we all manage those challenges differently. And if somebody's struggling with a challenge, um, we have to remember not to judge them for it, you know, and, uh, and, and be, be a source of support or at least a source of compassion from a distance. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the answers to the, these questions, that's not where the magic lies. The magic lies in just asking the question in the first place and getting you to think about the question and maybe seeing a different perspective or a different angle from your situation. Yeah. I mean, perspective's everything. And we, we, I mean, this is the whole purpose of this podcast is kind of entertaining um, the idea that there's a perspective that we have about life, about our unique situation and the situation of the people around us. And that that perspective on reality ultimately changes that reality, right? You change your thoughts and you you do change what's really happening in your life because you're moving through life in a different way. Um, It's why this entry hangs on our home office wall from my grandmother's journal, right? It's, It's just a perspective shift. And so, you know, Angel and I definitely challenge you to think about what gives you the perspective that you need. You know, what, 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 are the, what, what are the stories in your life that provide this perspective you need to step forward? And what are the stories in your life that are preventing you from moving forward? Bring some awareness to that. Um, leverage those accordingly. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think of this topic and what you think of the podcast. So shoot us an email, go to our website, check out our social media accounts and leave us a comment and let us know what you think. You can find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by looking up Market Angel. And you can visit us on the blog at marketangel.com. Remember, what you think, you see you ultimately become. Think better, live better.